Hey everyone, welcome to Two Fall Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Timo, today. We got Jakey Boy in the house. Oh, it's back. The sounds are back. The Old sounds from way, 2019. Philip is in the house. Hi, spoilers, by the way. Very big spoilers here. I, I can't stress this enough. Thank you, thank you. I was about to uh, issue that uh, warning <laughs> from you. Warning. And um, and the fourth member of the Twofold Podcast uh, can't be seen, can't be heard, but he's always there pushing those buttons. Johnny, play that song. <laughs> Man, that was a nice smooth intro. Wow, impressive. Smooth, it's so smooth. Like, but I, I have mm. inputted Phil energy into me. I don't usually do this, but today I felt the like Phil putting energy. the Phil energy in there. So we're here. We are yeah. another two weeks past. I hope you guys enjoy the special. I Jake special there. Yeah, I think a lot of people listen to it. Yeah, what do you guys? I hope you liked I it. I think, <laughs> I think it was a good. Combo. It was good. Jake prepared. You like know, it was, it was at the end of the day, maybe a little bit uh, one-sided, um, and maybe a little bit. You know, uh, my heart, my uh, pumpy pumpy levels, heart levels were a little higher because I was trying to, you know, get my points out and organize <laughs> ah, okay. everyone and make sure everyone has enough time to talk. Really, I didn't notice. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I no, no, it was, it was good. Uh, you know, like it was, it, yep, good. You know. It was also hard. I, Next I time, the, the chill shift mic setup because we had to share. Me and Paul had to share a mic, <laughs> so that was honestly very hard to work around. So, if we had like the proper four mic setup, I think it would be even more chill. But I hope you guys yeah. liked it. Join our Patreon nice. to sponsor four mics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't have a Patreon. Patreon. No, 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 we don't. We don't. <laughs> Everything's for free. Everything's done with the. Uh, the the sweat on our backs, sweat on our backs, on our dirt on our feet. So. And I'm on our brows, touch on our brows. So listen up. I'm listening, my friend. Um, how's everyone doing? Yeah, I, how are you guys doing? I know Jake, you're you're a moving man. Oh, man. We're moving, moving, son. I'm actually doing fine. Yeah, moving is hard times. I, I actually, I'm in yeah. a phase now where I'm actually very, I'm like low stress levels. Um, oh, I nice. This is I'm good. Thankful. I think stuff at work is much less stressful. Um, sort of uh, all this the stuff with the move. I'm not like stressed about it or anything. Neither of us are. So I think. I think overall, I'm, I'm doing actually pretty good. I'm going to ask That's you like two excellent. days before the actual move. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to get a very different answer, Probably. I assume. Probably. It's going to be know. like, how many bags of things we have to carry to this damn place? <laughs> maybe. All right. Maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah. Maybe, check maybe, maybe. Next time. Maybe. I will, we, will we will check in with, with Jacob the Mover. He moves from the, the city. The Moving Man. Into the village life, yes. the, the village life. town life. I would Next say to town. The trees. town life. Town oh yeah, townie town from from a from a cityer yeah. to a townie. Yeah, he goes city yeah. boy to town boy. Jo- joining us, yes, yeah, city boy to town boy. How about you, Philip? You, you're you're a city town boy. You're still I'm up a city in the cheese house, boy. looking still, down at the up. plebs, well, looking down at the peasants. Here, so so the news speaks. <sighs> yeah, I know, oh. I know, I know. Yeah, this, gonna have moving. to do it. Gonna have to do it, man. I think saving money is a good idea. True, true. <laughs> I like the silence there when I said that. <laughs> we um, have had this conversation many times. Yes, I know, so. I know, many times. But let's let's not talk about that. Let's, let's talk not about talk the fact, about that. Let's talk about the fact that uh, for some reason I've been feeling very strange. But no, there's different. There's uh, new projects coming along, so I'm very happy about that. Finally, bit the bullet and decided, you know what? My leisure time is not a time to be leisuring. I should be working on projects. I am doing them. So that's good. That's a good sign. Okay, so listen up. So we got a movie. Um, we do, guys. Movie. Ah, oh, amazing. So give me, give me, give me a chance to intro this thing properly, right? 
So here's here's what here's what happens. Um, so it was my turn to choose a movie. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And uh, you know, I, I I was looking for something something that you know kind of matches my vibes. Mm-hmm. There was nothing going on, nothing like that in the in the land of video on demand streamings streamers. And so so I was thinking, and then I saw we're thinking uh, f- uh, Bill and Ted. New movie comes out, you know, after so many years, since the 80s. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. As a friend, I was like, oh, okay, I watched this a long time ago. Maybe, maybe we should watch this. And then I saw something that made me very sad. Um, Because we didn't kind of stick to our uh, format. And then I saw Red Letter Media do the exact same (laughs) thing I wanted to do that we didn't do. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. What about Red Letter Media? What about Mike and Jay? They did a video of like the comparing the new Bill and ted and the old one and i was like that's what that's i wanted to do <laughs> and then, then we, we didn't stick Bummer, to it we dude. gave up so i was so i was like i can't do that that will hurt too much I, I was phil from the hobbit i can't I came, I came, talk about that movie <laughs> I, I have to give myself credit i came with the office special i mean does that have some points in there or no yeah I don't there know. are the some points but, but we but if you know i would still like to return to our olden okay. ways if possible i would like to return to our olden and what it is okay once i'm a town well. boy yeah. maybe we can uh <laughs> town boy maybe we can adjust yeah. i hear you have a bigger so, tv now that's true so so that was that was not part of the equation right now so and then you guys wanted to see a movie <laughs> Yeah, a movie well, that came out in theaters, and this movie. is this is you guys were excited. You were like, "Hey, let's go see this. We would like to see this. We would like to talk about it. People would like to hear about it." I mean, I have I have some history and 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 um, special feelings about the director of this movie, so I was not excited to go see this movie. I want to know about these. But you guys were persuasive. Um, we'll talk about them later. We'll talk about them uh, in a bit. Um, so I wasn't like. Mm, I don't feel like going, but you know, it was the first big move, serious movie that came out since the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So it was I our know. chance to go to the cinema before it's 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 uh, locked away again because <laughs> of the second the wave. Vault. The Disney Vault. Um, we won't be able to probably <laughs> once autumn comes and all the viruses are back and all the viruses hell, are back. They're ready for the leaves <laughs> to fall. More so I was like, out. okay, <laughs> let's 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 go see this movie, Can right? Tobid, let's go see Mobid, this thing. Mobid. Let's go to the cinema. And I did go to the cinema. So There's excited. three of us in the cinema. He sounds it so was, excited you know, about seeing, going to the storm cinema. Storm outside. This is like basically Jake having to watch one of your guys' movies and me going... Yeah, for a movie, for, for a movie podcast, Tim is so not happy about going to see a movie. Tim has become the Jake. I'll, I'll tell you episode. what. I'll tell... I'll, so I'll talk about my history, right? As I said, we we'll get there. into it later. But well, let's get, get... So here's... Okay, so... The word adjective, mm-hmm. pretentious in my opinion, is a very subjective term. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, majority of people would use that adjective to a lot of things I love. A lot of music, a lot of art, a lot of movies. Yes. Most people would mark them as pretentious. To me personally, the works of Christopher Nolan is synonymous with pretentious. <laughs> That's his next film. Pretentious. <laughs> to me, it's... Ever like he did Memento, and I like that. But all the movies that came after, I just can't get to. And there's there's a couple of reasons. One, you know, like you have you have people who are just on the wavelength of you are. Like I have this band Deftones, and whatever this band does, you know, be it out there, be it 
in their style, whatever it is, it's just on the wavelength of what me as a person am, and I like anything mm-hmm. that comes out. Yeah. Christopher Nolan is not. I don't dig the fact that all these characters wear the same suits that his does, <laughs> and his stoic women characters, and everything's in this blue, cold colors, and everything's super serious. They're on yachts and restaurants, and wow. and there's people talking seriously. I'm just like, I'm not into that at all. So there's that one element, yep. right? See, that's interesting. That's something about. I would associate with James Bond more than I would with Christopher Nolan. But now that you mention it, I'm looking back at the, yeah. his library of films and I'm, I'm remembering a lot of suits yeah, and suits, a, lot a lot of suits for sure. fine dining. Fine yeah. and, and, and there's... The, <laughs> yeah. So that's like one part of it. The second part of it is what I talk about. Pretentious. What, what, pretentious. What is pretentious? Let me, let me look, look up, up the, the, uh, the actual definition. Attempting to impress by affecting greater importance of merit than actually mm. is possessed, actually is, yeah. right? So b- basically, you are making it seem like there's more to it than there actually is. And this is the feeling I get every time I watch a Christopher Nolan movie. Like, I remember Batman came out and, you know, even Dark Knight. Everyone's going mental over Dark Knight. Oh, man. I finally go to see the Dark Knight yeah. and I'm like... The only redeeming factor here is 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 the Joker. Everything like, do we get anything special from the Batman? Nothing. We don't. We don't learn what it is like to be a vigilante. We don't get any deeper insight of the, uh, you know, the philosophy or or the psyche of of Batman and what it means to him. It's it's the same old junk. It's just like really fancy and. People love it because Packaged of differently. because of Joker. So that was my experience. You would say, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like there's nothing. It's super. <gasps> hyper but in the end there's nothing you know i was right. super excited to to go see um inception everyone's going crazy it's nuts it's like you know matrix but a thousand times crazy i remember that i it's remember like, that when people it's like it's gonna blow it. your mind everything it's like yeah and you go and there's like oh it's just a couple of dreams level in and then in the end it's like is it a dream <laughs> i mean i've not like, I've, there's nothing that made movie made me feel to think about life or think so about it's anything interesting it was just him that you are talking about this because i have some opinions about this okay. movie that uh a little bit extend with this premise okay i want we'll to get just, to this movie we'll get to i this wanted movie. to say this is, that this it's is a really interesting long how you mentioned the dark knight being um pretentious that is exactly the impression I had when Batman Begins came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Batman Begins in theaters because I didn't even think there would be Batman in it because I just saw people in suits, you know, and I thought it was going to be, <laughs> you know, I, suits. I thought it was going to be basically just Bruce Wayne talking about, you know, just doing Bruce <clears throat> Wayne things and yeah. Batman would show up only at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, and, and, and I got tricked and it was the second time I got tricked when I watched it and I was right. like... I'm not. I'm not feeling what everyone's feeling. Same thing happened with Interstellar. I was like, I'm not gonna go see a Chris Nolan movie. But then the music, you know, it's Hans Zimmer with the big organ, and you got the visuals of the black hole, right? And it's all this crazy stuff. Matthew McConaughey, he's like the biggest star now. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll like it. It's great, mm-hmm. you know. Everything's happening. They're in space. There's this cool time thing, you know. They're going old. They're young. I haven't oh, okay. seen it either. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it for you right now, but in, in the end, in the end, right? Like this, there's this Kubrick level of, of, of greatness building up. And in the end, the message is love is the greatest power in the world. I'm like, what is this a Saturday morning cartoon? You know, like ooh, the, the treasure ooh. is the friends we made along the way. It's like you build up to the something, but in the end, it's just some Hollywood crap in the end. It's like, there's, it never goes oh, yeah. beyond. I, m- I remember you telling, telling us about this. So like you're kind of, uh, 
experience watching Christopher Nolan films is that you hope there will be something different in the film's story, approach, and so on. But then towards the end, he kind of backtracks and goes the way of saying something more simplistic. Yeah. It, it, something it, like that? The way, the way it presented, it, it, you are expected to feel something profound. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it always just ends like a movie. You don't leave the cinema thinking about your life, thinking about you know, greater emotions or anything like it just ends like a movie. And and I understand that's a good thing because he makes, he makes a lot of money from, because I think general audience is kind of more acceptive of that. They don't want to leave feeling weird or feeling incomplete. Right. So he always ties up the loose ends and everything by the end is explained and it's in a nice little package. But to me, if you're going to go all out on, you know, this grandeur is like, it feels very unsatisfying well also to, to, go, go to leave it like that. On the um, content of what you're showing, yeah. something like that, right? Right, I, something, something, I something deeper, so. something that you know, like the, connects to you mm-hmm. in like a in a, in a different crazy, way. Like in a new, in it's a new not way. just yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, again, this is my personal experience. Of, that's why. That's why when you guys, so I'm giving a little bit more background to. You said okay, ten, and I'm like, I'm like yeah, because I didn't even go ten. see Dunkirk because I'm like, I'm done with Chris Nolan. I'm I'm not gonna do this to myself. I'm, I'm like, not gonna do this to myself. Feel, you know, I didn't see Dunkirk either. To be honest with you, so, so he he comes tenant, you know, and and Chris Nolan is adamant about this being in in cinemas for some reason, and I, that's a, you know I, I wanted to ask you actually, guys, is that. I mean, like, he shot it on this IMAX, you know, and it's like, it's got to be in cinema, so you can't put it in VOD. I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers would be excited to use it in HBO Max, because not a lot of people are getting that thing to have a Chris mm-hmm. Nolan movie there. But no, right. it must be in cinemas. I didn't know this. And um, uh, to be honest, um, uh, there's just no need to this. This felt like a Netflix to me. <laughs> we like Oof. the shots and everything. Like, was do you ever feel like, oh, this this shot or this visual or something like is worth uh going into the cinema since we're talking about the cinema experience in this movie yes in this movie uh, do you want me to get into my opinion or should we first do the premise of the film <laughs> yeah, no what? i can give you a premise of the film right i can have give a lot you... of things to say okay too. okay go okay for so it. uh let me let me give you the premise of of this film i have i have it written down here so um this movie <clears throat> Is about a man who sets himself up. Uh, sorry, who sets himself on a journey by his <laughs> future self that is going through reverse through time to save the world. Because someone mm-hmm. in the future creates a bomb with that reverse technology, and then gets scared that it will end the world, so they hide it in the past. And some Russian kid working in some uh, secret facility in Russia finds it and realizes what he is. Then he wants to collect all nine of these hidden parts of this doomsday device so he can destroy the world because all nine parts. he is sad. No, and so has to go with him. But one say really quick before you end is that the beginning is it's not revealed until the end that the main man sends himself. Just Just to make that clear. Well, yeah, you get you learn this to the movie, but uh, but that's the that's the whole gist of the so spoilerful. All that's right. the whole point of the point of the right. story that uh, this is you Tenet. learn this in the end. Tenet. This is Tenet, indeed. New Christopher Nolan movie. We saw it in cinemas. <laughs> we saw it in cinemas. Hooray! Praise us for we went and braved the storms to the cinemas. 
So, so let me ask that question again. Again, I guess <laughs> the program forsooth. Again, did you guys feel like this movie warned everyone to go to cinemas, or could have just been simultaneously released in video demand and it wouldn't lose anything? As far as okay. cinema experience, well, all right. So here's here's how I think about it. I am very much in agreement with Christopher Nolan that uh, big films, the way they're intended to be shot should be on a, you know, we talked about this with aspect ratios last time when we were talking about Mm -hmm. Sputnik and uh, it just depends on your intention. His intention was that you want to make something that you can't, you know, confine to a small screen and should be seen on a bigger screen because of all the, the, you know, the sound effects and the, the way the lens is pushing into all these uh, grand imageries, imageries. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with that because I do like the idea of people going to a cinema to watch something. Because I was watching this movie and thinking, if I watch this on TV, I mean, like, it would it be like the same experience? I don't think it would. And it's hard for me to make a comparison. Now, this is where the, <laughs> this is where the, um, argument comes in it's like hard to make a comparison between this and watching something like what do we watch extraction for example extraction um but, or but don't you the feel old God. like and um all i can think those were cinematic big movies yeah yeah you know um and, and they were perfectly fine to see in, in on netflix yeah yeah see that's where i'm like, like compared to something like interstellar i think that one has power powerful to be in a cinema yeah, right there's yeah. there's grand images with mixed with sound this was a very tiny movie to yeah me, because it's no 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 uh tenet oh like yeah. i didn't like it didn't feel anything warrant this whole you know so he, uh, crusade <laughs> of being here's in cinemas. to phil's point and then your question is oh, that yes? I'm increasingly mm-hmm. learning that grandiose visuals are only as impactful as the feeling you get from the story mm-hmm. so i don't think you need context warrant enough let's say that question you asked it's not i don't think it's enough warranted for you just to see something that's visually amazing in the cinema and then you can say whoa watch this movie it's just so you know spectacular spectacularly done visually i always i'm increasingly learning that it needs to match up with how good um how the story impacts you and what does it make you think about? Uh, so that's my answer. Cause I'm asking specifically in the case because they really wanted, because you know, COVID-19, you know, it's not really recommended people being in large groups, but he was very specific that he wants to release this in cinemas. Right. Right. And as I was watching this, the only thing I was thinking is like, this feels like a Netflix movie to me. Like mm-hmm. there's, I, I'm so I wanted to ask you guys why do you think was it just his pride or was did you did he really feel like there's something in this movie that should be shot on IMAX like everything's very close well, I up everything I didn't even know this story that's what I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say like show it yeah, <laughs> shoot show I, it <laughs> did I did I didn't I didn't follow very much on I honestly had no clue what was going on with that but I do but have I did. thoughts about the movie but go on yeah to. yeah the movie itself but like what we're talking about here is just well, it, that it connects, I watched some behind the scenes when I immediately when I came back home because I I needed to see some behind the scenes of this and what I noticed was that just about everything was done on, in camera most mm-hmm. of the time 
Um, so I, everything was done like on, in camera and practically. And actually, I just found out before playing this, playing our podcast, recording our podcast, broadcast. that they they found out that getting an actual Boeing 747 that they had in the mm-hmm. movie to crash into that building was cheaper than doing it with miniatures and That's CG. That's actually amazing. It's crazy. Boeing. And I was like, I was thinking, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Let's buy one and fly. Uh, it, actually. I mean, not yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure GTA it's not an stuff. operational one, and it's they just got the hull. You know, I'm, I'm sure they didn't have okay, to get yeah. any of the engines and stuff. There were ways yeah, to yeah. maybe they're selling them. Uh, they're it. Manufacturer. They're like, this but is old. that plus, you know, the entire crowd, like the entire. Remember at the beginning in the uh, orchestra, the opera, mm-hmm. there were mm-hmm. all real people there. All of them. I like know. the entire thing was packed with real people and stuff like that. So I think that that sort of. Uh, thing where they're saying we did all of it in camera we all of us hard work and it's true it's hard work when you're making it and of course doing the production and everyone has to be there i feel that might have been the uh impetus of like you got to see it yeah because it's real yeah 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 okay like so, he did he like did a lot of work yeah yeah you can't watch it on your phone you so gotta see the, the details of the boeing part of what i want to say phil to that point was that Okay, here, here's here's an opinion discussing this uh, topic of, you know, does it warrant being shown in the cinema and these practical effects and things like that. At the beginning of the movie, I immediately noticed that this is going to be another film from Christopher Nolan where he is showing us the uh, grandeur yeah. of these practical effects and practical stunts. <laughs> and I immediately noticed oh, that... there he is. He's on he's it again. at it again you know, with this stuff, because I think that he is... Look he, at my practical, practical he, VFX. He is the director that has become kind of famous for this ever since, I think, The Dark Knight, probably, yeah. where there was a lot of scenes that were just, you know, high-octane um, practical effects. And I think he upped the stakes, right, with uh, The Dark Knight Yeah, every Rises. single time. Remember the sequences? Uh, right. Every single time something bigger, something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sequence, for instance, with the plane at the beginning yeah, of hijacking the yeah. plane with Bane, you know. Of course. And honestly, I think that, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think that to give him a lot of credit, I think that at the time, I think that those things were were very um, cool. And I think that he was at the right time making those movies, doing those things, where you would go to the cinema, you'd watch these and you'd be like, wow, like, you know, this is a director who is putting something to the screen. He's not just, you know, cutting corners and doing CG. And I think that we, I think we have to give him credit for that. But at the same time, though, I think that just like with anything you do, and, you know, this will sound like I'm some negative man being like, well, you should not be doing the same thing. But <laughs> you should not be doing the same thing. You, you, you do. Like when you, when, you make, when you make something, I think that you always have to try uh, different avenues in what you're trying to, what kind of story you're trying to tell, or in this case, what kind of movie you're trying to show. And uh, I really felt like uh, Chris was doing the same thing. Chris. You know, he was really doing the same thing with this movie. Um, Dear Chris. Buddy Chris. He, he, he just came in. It's like, it's almost like the opening sequence made me think like, uh, you know, Chris Nolan amazes. What new magical <laughs> thing will he show us this time? Yeah. That's practical, yeah. you know? And, and I'm wondering myself like, but that's not yeah. why we're going to see movies. I mean, we don't want to necessarily just see a spectacle. You want to see a story... You don't want to think about it you as well. You don't want to think about the spectacle you know, like itself. When, yeah, exactly. 
and when does it when does it get away of the story and you know when does it serve the story or where does it actually get away so i'm thinking myself like like, well we could be doing this for the next 15 years like go ahead like like, yeah chris nolan coming in with his version seven you know this time it's not a plane in the sky you know like in this movie it's a plane going into a building and then next time it'll be like it's a plane plane in space you know just pick whatever you want and so that's kind of my my what i had my experience with with the visuals right yeah that's interesting interesting thought so let's we can jump into your thoughts about the movie in whole i'll just have some some business to Mm -hmm. attend to um let's see who who's in this movie so we have got uh denzel washington's son i didn't know i didn't know it was denzel denzel washington's son until i went on wikipedia five minutes before we started recording and i'm like oh i was like where's he from that must be interesting yeah so so son uh how did you feel about this uh how about uh, about his portrayal can I interject and can I mention overall thoughts on the casting or do we have to go individually? Um, I, I'm, I'm asking individual questions. <laughs> okay, so. well, then I would say that he was all right. He was all right. He was great. He was great. So all right and great. I think he did like a, a good job, but I think it wasn't something that stood out to me. Yeah, I, I think it might be not his his personal uh, issue. I think there was not a lot in its character, so yes. there's not a lot to work to. So in the end, yeah. you're kind of left with a very uncharismatic, forgettable kind of mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot of. I mean, he had you know, moments for sauce. sure as the character, but sometimes but overall, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it just depends. <laughs> <clears throat> but sometimes it just depends on the. Um, the story you're telling. And I thought that this story, uh, like other Christopher Nolan stories, like Inception, for example, they're just people there to do actions, <laughs> to do things for the plot. And that, sometimes yeah. that works, you know, and I feel like it does work in Inception. Here, the reason why, to me, you're going to, you won't believe this, but the reason why it didn't work so much for me in Tenet was just because, can I just say this right now? Sure, go ahead. Jacob, you would agree Two-thirds of the way through, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> well, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get we, to that. Jacob and we I were in the cinema. Point? I have things to say about yeah, this, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, 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 I'll, I'll talk about, the, I'll talk about I have some questions about, about the story altogether. Good. So I'll, I'll, I'll lead in with that. So we got Fleur Delacour from Harry Potter reuniting with Robert Oh yeah, that's right, Robert <laughs> reuniting Pattinson. with Robert Pattinson. Old loves from Harry Potter. Well, I think well, uh, Fleur Delacour. The lab professor. The lady who shows him about the bullets. Shows lab uh, lady. Yes, she yes, shows yes. him. She's Claire Delacour from the French school. Gotcha. The with the, the nipple half. Hats. What was with it? the nipple how, hats? How yeah, the nipple hats. <laughs> and Robert Pattinson. I think he was the most charismatic person. In oh this yeah, movie. yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think he had a lot of uh, flair to him, which was made him interesting. We got Kenneth Bragg yeah, coming in as I, a bad oh, yeah. guy, a Russian bad guy. Okay, so yeah. just to go on record and say that I believe that Kenneth Branagh's role, how he played it, was brilliant, and I think he did a fantastic job. And in my opinion, I think he did the best job of the entire cast. I think I think I he was, was the most convincing I as was far as I would I would I agree. I forgot it was Kenneth Branagh. I think that's how good he did the role. Yeah. I honestly, genuinely yeah. forgot I was watching Kenneth Branagh. And it was honestly, towards the end I was like, Oh my goodness, this is Kenneth Branagh. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's a because testament when to he that, showed Yes, well, I totally agree with Jacob. Another Harry Potter character coming. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't Lockhart. think about that. Yeah. But I want to say Robert Pattinson I think did a great job too. Let me talk. Okay, okay, Jacob, talk. <laughs> well, you were silent, so I, I took, them, took the opportunity. Look at me. Look at me. Look at I'm me. Okay. At I'm, I'm just like signaling. I'm giving you signals. I don't see the signals. So I can say something. 
Tim's laughing now. <laughs> look at me. Well, so look at me. All right, that's me. Okay, go, 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 go. Who me? Yeah. Mm, who? Yeah, Phil looks. Phil looks like a different, like a different man. Something's. He switched up yeah, his different desk. Yeah, different man. Oh, different. no, no, no. Because my camera was on mirror mode before. Uh, now it's not mirror. Oh, now it's true. Okay, go on. Now All it's right. true. Um, uh, I just so wanted what do you to, want to say, I Philip? wanted to say that when Jacob and I were watching the movie, Kenneth Branagh showed up. We had no idea he was in the film. And both of us went, it's Kenneth Branagh. And then um, <laughs> and then throughout the and we kind of like laughed a little bit because, you know, uh, Kenneth or Ken, as he'd like to be called among his friends, um, he does have a certain you know, personality type, right? And you kind of are, you know, it's, it's great. You see familiar faces, his, right? His style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, he just he just melts away and then becomes the character. And that was great. Because, like, then see, he, he, he did yeah, become intimidating job. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So our boy from yesterday, a friend of the podcast, returns as the friendly terrorist man helping out with the plane <laughs> crash. Right. Did you recognize Honestly, him, Jacob? That's right. Yes. Awful. No. Guess <laughs> what it was. Yeah. You won't believe this. Yeah, go. This is going to be horrible. But honestly, I was very confused because I, Christopher Nolan likes to recast people in his movies, like many directors do. And mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, is this the guy who was the driver in the Dream Master in Inception? <laughs> and I was so confused. And I was like, it has to be him. I was like, I guess he lost weight. I don't know. I don't know. It probably is him. I guess it is him. Like, is he, American? <laughs> he has a big beard. I don't know. He has a big beard. I can't really, you know, see yeah, his yeah. face. Turns out I was totally wrong yesterday, man. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a Himish Patel. And then lastly, we got Aaron Taylor Johnson, our good old kick ass man from Godzilla. Return uh, as yes, a he was soldier. great. He was really cool. I He reminded yeah, me so he, much of, I thought it was a combination of Tom Hardy yeah. and your friend Cy. <laughs> I was so confused too because I saw him. Cy Hardy. And I was like, Tom Hardy, I was like, man, that looks he looks so familiar. Like maybe he is Tom Hardy, but it's not Tom Hardy. He doesn't look like him. Yeah, right. So I was I was confused. Yeah, yeah. So what did you want to Jake say about? Well, you didn't talk about casting? the beautiful, elegant woman that was in the film, the tall. Oh, that is true. She's she's um she. I I guess I forgot her in her notes, Tim, but um. So we have um, Elizabeth Debashki. Yeah, I the bitch, I, you the know what I remember her from. Yes, Never Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Obviously, yes, as the Golden Lady. But I think uh, where I remember her, well, she was in the Man of the uh, Man from man the from the, uh, the Man from Uncle. Man from the Man from the Man from the Man from Uncle. I remember her there. <laughs> and the, I think that's that's about it. I mean, you know, she's she plays the uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan woman, like you know, stoic. Stoic, very tall, giraffe-like, children, children, and she's like super cool and stuff, elegant, elegant, and she's like trapped, trapped by these These brutal brutal men. Escape or man. Uh, That was about the um, only like emotional part of the movie, though. That's like pretty much what we got in there. Everything else, a great line. Everything else was business. There's a a great line that's basically out of a Saturday morning cartoon when when they go like, "Does that mean the whole world will end?" And she goes, yes, my son. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So you said uh, overall casting. <laughs> Good no, job. I really just wanted to mention the Kenneth Branagh thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry. I got you. I got, the boss is in the house. Boss has notes. So let's, let's, so you guys want to talk about overall <laughs> the thoughts boss. about this movie. So I want to, I want to guide you through this conversation. So this movie has So you guys were mentioning that you were confused a bit. So I have a first of question. At one point, did you guys figure out the fact that his future self has somehow 
involved in affecting and you can see him in the in the movie the future protagonist because he doesn't have a name he's just called a protagonist right so when i saw the mystery helmeted swat suit guys uh reverse fighting with um Mm -hmm. our protagonists i was you know what this i'm not I think I'm the opposite of your wife, Tim, Emma. Um, I'm the opposite of her, where <laughs> I am curious. not figuring anything out. I'm just... I don't know who that is, but it'll prob- we'll probably find out later. I'll just watch, and that's it. No, no, you did not You did not think. I didn't think. You did not I, think there's a man with a mask that the other person lets yeah. go, and you're like, this could possibly not be some kind of twist. Look, I'm not that. going to pretend I'm smart about this. I was not thinking about it. I was just... I just watch and wait and see what happens, you know? I was like, he's so a mystery man. That Something will come of it. You, I don't know. So you didn't notice that in the first scene of the movie, somebody saves him that has a mask that uses reverse bullets. So I'm somewhere in between. No, because I have... Because I literally did not read anything about this movie. I just know that there's something about reverse and time travel. That's I it. didn't know either. But like the way it was like, so so the first scene they're in the opera, right? And they're doing all this shebang. Like they're part of the cops. Cops are killing people. Yeah. It's all confusing. He's then taking care of these bombs. And then a man attacks them and somebody saves them, right? An unknown man right. in a suit. And a mask, you can't see his face, saves him, and there's just some weird timey-wimey stuff. This mm-hmm. is the first time you see the reverse bullets being used, I right? know, yeah. And and immediately <laughs> I thought, oh, is this like him no from the way. future or something like really? that? Not okay. actually thinking about, like, not actually thinking, not actually thinking, like, that's the plot. Because wow. I didn't know what the plot of the movie is. Right. And then, and then when they fight each other, I was like, That's "Yeah, crazy. this is what's happening." I'm like, "This, this is going to be one of those," because he did this before with the with uh, Interstellar, uh, like see, this yeah. whole like you know future affects the past. I mean, this is you, you know, know Christopher oh, Nolan I didn't special. See that. <laughs> Christopher Nolan special. It's funny that you mentioned this. That I had a totally different uh, interpretation at the beginning when you when we get revealed the the me too the reverse I... bullets. The first thing I thought about: Whoa, this is enemies with reverse bullets. You know, some. Russian organization. Me too. Me too. Me too. Uh, you know, doing something nefarious. They have powers like this, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be something supernatural." <laughs> That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. The, the, yeah. Honestly, the thought about him being involved did not cross my mind the entire film. I'm not going to lie. I had no clue. Okay. 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 Same. So the concept of, as as I said in, in the beginning, is basically somehow in in the future they figure out a way how to reverse something. Uh-huh. This is my question about Christopher Nolan dealing with science fiction. So somehow they figure out, they take an object or anything, an entity, they re- do reverse some magical things to it with radiation, yeah. they reverse it. The yeah. Polarization of the, the correct word. protons or some. Yeah, yeah. And then they can move backwards so through thing, time. Yeah. And and the interesting thing... Yeah. Uh, what did you want to say? I just want to say that like at the beginning when, they, when the woman revealed the bullets and the weaponry that's reverse mm-hmm. i was thinking to myself mm-hmm. like okay you know this is um not necessarily a concept that i find super fascinating but i was like maybe we can roll with it and i thought to myself like same we're on the same wavelength interesting Jake. yeah I was, I was like but you know what this is definitely gonna we be- must be related <laughs> yeah i was thinking it's uh, definitely gonna be what i said definitely gonna be contained to just the bullets being reverse or some kind of weaponry oh, that's okay. very uh 
specific in how it functions. And maybe that'll affect certain things here and there in a different way. But I really didn't think like they're going to go time travel. Like full on. Yeah. 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 Same, same, same. So the way they do it, they have these time tourniquets. And basically... Time turners? More Harry Potter stuff It's, it's like a hole, like a machine that spins time around turns. once. And so basically it's like an elevator. No, what does that thing go? Yeah, yeah tourniquet. It's basically called? a tourniquet. Like when you go into a mall, you, that, yeah. that moving door. So essentially yeah, you walk table? into Slide that. Door? No. Door. Yeah. Rotating door. Yeah. Yeah. You get in it and then you come out and you're basically reversed and you're moving through time in reverse. So and people see you as walking I, backwards. Yeah, the concept that And then I you have to breathe your own air because your 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 yes. lungs are reversed and so you can't breathe air. Right, like right. When you're in reverse uh world, essentially you for you time is moving forward and you can take actions like you normally do, but the entire world is going backwards. So like you said, yes. Tim, and they see, you as, going see you as going in reverse, right? So that's the whole concept. Yes. So it's like time travel, yes. yeah. but in not the classic movie sense of everything being linear and you just going on, going back to a point and going back to the linear time line. This way, it's like you're traveling yeah. back yeah. through time at a cons- at the same rate as you would be going forward, but you have, you're, you're the only anomaly in this reverse world, essentially. Yeah. That's the concept yeah. of the movie. And you know what? So... Two thirds of the way in, when he goes into reverse time mm-hmm. to deli- to what was what did he do again? I keep forgetting. Like he's he's in the car and then he crashes the car. Right, the first experience. Oh, he's he's name. trying to get one of the parts of the MacGuffin. Uh, the time. Yeah. So when that starts mission. happening, all my mind was occupied with was thinking, how do you function in reverse time and what would happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> You're thinking. Yeah. That was true, and I was. And because the movie's paced, the way this thing is paced is a little bit too fast. Don't you agree? Like, I think that that's one of the big things. So about there's this. a lot of time like, skips. There's, I, there's a lot of time skips and no, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Well, you want to finish your thought? Yeah. There's a lot of time skips and a lot of people talking very fast and they kind of talk like this where you just kind of really can't hear what they're saying because it's like that it's, it's not even it's that it's like how was it in your cinema but mine was the music was way too loud i could not understand anyone saying anything most of the time so it was like that's just the mix so i was like like there's and, and this is what i was talking about at the beginning and the pretentiousness is there in this moment when there's a car chase and the music is going bah, 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 it's fine right it's it's an action scene but there's scenes when people three people are talking normally casually about plan and the music is going off bananas it's and it's like my revelation that i had watching tennis yeah tell us jacob let me share a revelation thank you yeah about the dinosaurs uh oh man my revelation Little little side note, I listened to that yesterday, that episode of our Matrix podcast. I'm listening <laughs> to it again. I can't help it. Five. Totally I give it five. It's so good. 100. 100, 100, yeah. that's, that's a good rating. It, it I like it. I appreciate star, it. You know, a template. Just... I liked it. Go listen to Matrix Minute by us. So my that's revelation... Great. Five stars. <laughs> people keep liking it on Facebook these days. Yeah, more often. like... Uh, people loving it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just, you know, our ratings are going through the roof. Soon we'll be famous. Anyway, where's where's your revelation? <laughs> I'm trying to get to it, but we're talking about the Matrix made it for some reason. So listen, um, my yeah, revelation, revelation. recently was that I realized that uh, Chris Nolan has a bag of tricks. And uh, Chris Nolan <laughs> has a big old bag of tricks from his bag. A bag of 
And yeah. uh, this trick he uses, which I actually very, very craftily um, uh, snuck this trick in all his f films, and he was cunning. And I didn't notice this trick, uh, as it wasn't as blatant or obvious in his previous films. And mm -hmm. part of that, I think, was also subjectively because I was more into action movies and uh, this kind of genre. So I think I kind of let it slide. Mm -hmm. But partially because I think that the the concept or maybe the plot he chose in earlier films, let's say we can say specifically, say Dark Knight is a, is a good example, maybe, uh, it would make more sense, you know, how he did that approach. But the bag, mm -hmm. the trick he uses from his bag is that he likes to, he likes to disguise his dialogue uh, in very fast-paced editing, uh, very fast-paced acting. And particularly, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, Tim, this music was so overt. And I realized, like, I was thinking, man, like, be careful, Chris. Like, your trick is revealed. Like, your trick is revealed on Chris, the screen. Yeah. I was thinking, like, man, like, whoa, like, everyone's seeing this, what's happening on screen. The music is forcefully there just to let you know, <laughs> the movie is happening. Things are happening. It's serious. People yeah. are saying very serious and complicated things. Look, look, look. They're throwing exposition at you like like mental and then... And I gotta say, man, like, I gotta say, like, you know, uh, I will admit that, like, I didn't understand everything that was happening. I didn't understand most things that were happening and it took me a really long time to figure out the plot. Um, but, you know, uh, that whole pace of how he wants to put things together, I think it's pretty revealing, though, of how, like, the script isn't very... Um, it's not very... Uh, fine-tuned at what it's trying to say and then i think that he kind of mixes up all this mm. complex dialogue and he has a lot of these spectacles in the visual sense he it's interesting that like i don't know and i'd like to get your guys take on this is that i think that like mm -hmm. the chris nolan movies i'm a little baffled like why he's still interested in like a typical action film it's very strange to me like given that he's done so many of them so far um or at least like that. That's true. I mean, Memento wasn't an action film. Mm. No, no. I, I know he has it was a lot done. more cynical and, and yeah, like more psychological. Than, yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like sort of. Because no. Uh, like this genre of like. A, cause I, to, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just, I wanted to say is like, I totally agree with you, Jacob. Because it's like, I was thinking about this is if you take away the tricks from the bag of tricks, like the seriousness. Yeah the cool concept of time travel with backwardsness and then you take away you know the music yes. and things like what's the difference between this and avengers endgame like there's nothing there's a bad guy who wants to destroy right, the that, world yeah, there's a I MacGuffin that, you yeah. need to you need to get there's a bunch of action you need to do <laughs> there's a bunch of protagonists who use cool superpowers it's never really explained there's no science in this fiction like it's just it, it doesn't pick any door that revolves it doesn't pick any of those specialties like it, there's a movie that's not doesn't specialize yeah. in anything like if you're going to go for science and then there's pick a concept that's really really like rooted in science if you're going to pick action pick something that's yeah. really rooted in action and like you're just doing action you got to specialize in yeah. one of these because that's going to make this film strong and just to really quick mention the the concept is that i was thinking to myself like you know, I think it is difficult to come up with concepts. It's it's really hard. And it's it's hard it's even harder to come yeah. up with original concepts. And I'm not saying that I would, you know, there's no way I would come up with it with a great concept. But, you know, as a viewer, I think that, you know, having seen movies, uh, you do compare them between each other. And I, I have to say that like this is a concept, it feels to me that was that was uh thought of, but I think that's it's just not strong enough. Um 
to to uh, to hold up the rest of the bag of tricks that try to hold up the concept. Right. Right. I think, like it's the question is like, what are you going to do with like? So you have a concept of using time travel. You know, the whole backwards man, right? Yeah. So what do you do with that? What, what's, <laughs> the the, what's the larger? Man. What's the larger subject that you explore with that? It, there isn't. You just stop a bad guy from destroying the world. Like, the, I, did you yeah. get anything out of it? That's not really, to be honest with that's you. That's just that. It kind of finishes, and you're like, okay, this he's a man on a mission. And by the way, Tim, I have to you, say, you know what I mean? That I uh, surprisingly agree with you. In that, uh, towards the end of the movie, I was feeling in my bones that things will wrap up nice and neat. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, like, this would be a great opportunity. You don't, you don't wrap things up. Like, I would be disappointed as a viewer because I want things to wrap up. Like, that, you know, human nature, yeah, yeah, you want yeah. things to end cleanly. Satisfying. Satisfying, yeah. But, like, man, you could have do something that's like, ooh, maybe swi- do a switcheroo, you know, change the whole plot midway. And we're like, whoa, what's happening? But uh, towards the end, it did go very... Very classic route, and uh, and you know the bad man bad, you know, which is yeah. sad because like Chris bad man bad, bad. <laughs> because what's his name? <laughs> Kenneth Branagh did such a. F- I, I can't stress enough. Honestly, it's yeah, one yeah. of the best performances I've seen in such a long time. I think he did amazing, <laughs> and it just seems to me like yeah. man, like what? Like he just he wants there's he something wants the behind him, but you never him. hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like what is it? Why does he want the world? Like you know, there's this why, <laughs> this why? where I laughed out loud. There's this there's this moment like the big finale where yeah, our main man protagonist is trying to get this MacGuffin from this evil henchman, and um and and, and Kenneth Bragg is Bragg is t- t- talking over a uh, walkie talkie, and um and they're talking about philosophy why he does this. And everything, and I love, I love our man goes like, what is a man without belief? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. And then, and then oh, yeah. Bragg is like, or maybe he is God. Mm. And I'm like, what is this? A comic it's book? So funny like, because what am like, I what, watching yeah. here? Like, the main character said, I think was, okay, may, maybe it might've been a cheesy crafted line, but I think it's a good line in, in essence. Yeah. But then, yeah, then it follows up with the God thing. And I was just like, what? I was like, what's going on here? Well, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's like, like, it's like, okay, what is man? Like, what does that got to do with anything? You know, like, it's they're talking about destroying the world. It's like that, that, that's that's different. That's you know how it affects. Like, there was no conversation that seemed kind of relevant. It just it was just like spewed jargon, Hollywood jargon that was just like spewed that's, around that's the, the table. And then, Tim, is it like, like I said, a lot of the dialogue in the movie is it's just a lot of st- it's okay. This way, the how the film is crafted is trying to avoid mm-hmm. you catching on to what they're actually saying. And some people might think that that's like a strong statement or that's not true, but I really think it's true. Just having seen the other Chris, Christopher Nolan movies, I think that works. For me, it does work in some of his other films. You can watch it and you're kind of going along with it. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't really care so much if all that stuff makes sense. It's just, we kind of go forward. They sound cool. They look cool. Uh, everything is, uh, you know, fast paced. It all makes sense. And I can sort of like let that slide, but I think that that's mm-hmm. sort of the the uh, how how the film is built is to kind of make you mm-hmm. not notice that. And unfortunately, I think this is a a chapter in the filmography of uh, Chris Nolan. Where of, I just of I, our friend Chris. Yeah. If anything, I'm just more confused than like I'm not trying to like say that he did a bad job or that's like it's horrible. But it's just I'm confused. Why would you do the same thing? when you have an opportunity to just try something totally different. Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have not much to add because I feel 
the exact same way, so we can't argue about stuff. So yeah, much. I mean, Chris, his movies are successful. People love them, and he does what he wants to do, and that's all admirable. This is all constructive criticism for yeah. amateurs and just how we exactly. feel watching the movies, which is also okay as well because Chris will not listen to this. <laughs> Chris, Chris, there's a there's a high percentage that he might not listen to this. Yes, there's, there's um, a high probability. High. high probability. I think I think uh, uh, a, a man walking I, backwards through time is <laughs> better more <high laughs> probability than than Chris Nolan listening to um, this dumbass podcast. But if there's if there's anything that I can, why didn't we call this the dumbass? podcast? podcast <laughs> perfect name it rhymes though, um, too, a little if bit. there's dumbass podcast okay but. so i think i'm gonna be the most dumbass of all of you guys by saying uh-huh. that two-thirds of the way in did not understand what was happening the climax started happening and everyone's you know the reverse people are going blue team is being reversed they're walking backwards <laughs> and then the red team's coming in they're walking <laughs> forwards <true>. and <laughs> i don't think anyone understood what was happening in that honestly battle. honestly no, i was this this is not a detriment it is a detriment but i'm not making fun of the movie this is just making fun of myself i almost fell asleep i was getting tired my eyes were falling from my my eyelids not my eyes my eyes were intact my eyelids my eyelids were dropping down i was like i can't i don't know what's happening i need to no no i i, I need something I, to grab i need to know because this is my point and i told jacob when we got out of the theater i felt like what is what are movies but communication and the better you communicate something the easier more people will enjoy the movie like here's the thing uh, like i understand what d were doing and i think that's that's a good thing where, where they yes. where they thrust you into something that you don't know and then you're slowly slowly piecing the you know the story together that's kind of fun of course, you know? i like yeah, that yeah. for you know the tv show westworld where you just kind of for most of the time, you don't understand how things connect, and then in the end, you just kind of clicks for you, right? But I think at the finale yeah. part, when they're all battling, you can't still be doing that. You can't have a big action scene when it's just quick cuts to things happening, and you don't know what the geography is. You don't know who's what, why, what who's the bad guy, who's the good doing. guy. You don't know okay, what they're you doing. You know what? Honestly, I, I thought like, it was just we go dumb, again to, but I can see that you guys also didn't know what they were doing. No, so that's and, and again, and, and, and it makes me think of like IMAX cinema. Like, can you just like show <laughs> what's what, happening? That's what you're look. That's what you're thinking of. Okay, it's like why are we having quick cuts to like this? Is like this feels like Taken. You know, like when 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 uh, old ass uh, William Neeson has to William go Neeson up and can't, can't, Yeah, I can't so do listen, fighting. So you do like a thousand a great cuts. examples with this. What, and what, I would like to ask with you guys what you think. This is a little plot specific, but it's something that I still can't wrap my head that's around. Okay. With, around is that. Uh, what in the world were they doing at that um, at that art Freeport with, like you said, the masked main character and Robert Pattinson going back, like dancing <laughs> with their past selves? I'm really sorry. Like, what yeah. were they doing? And can tell me what was the goal of them even going there? I have no clue. I I will extend that question because that's one part. Like I figured everything out except one thing about this movie, and it's tied in what you're saying, Jacob. Is so at one point, uh, Kenneth hurts his wife. He shoots her. Right now, he shoots her with yeah. a reverse bullet, and apparently in this universe, a reverse bullet is worse. Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't understand that. Did you guys? They didn't explain it. Understand? They just, said, they just okay. Said, they didn't like, explain oof, it. It's just worse. Reverse is like wow. So. so the only way to heal her 
is for them to go reverse in time for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that explained? Because that's when that's when they meet the old past themselves because they have to go through a tourniquet twice and the only tourniquet they know is in that, uh, because they've seen it. So it's only in that, uh, the, 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 art, the art house. Yeah, art thing. Yeah, Freeport thing, right? So that's why they're there again, right? Because yeah, of but, her, but, because they have to fix her. But is it explained why they have to do this dance number oh, of fixing okay, so her? Explain it. So basically they take her through the time the time uh, reverser at the art yeah. place yes they they take her he he goes through mm, our protagonist goes okay. through fights himself and then makes it like the space ready for for um our man uh right. shiny vampire to go take shiny vampire through. yes okay, and well, then she heals but it, she's yeah. got a crazy scar and she's upset about yeah, she's this she's like Oof. I kind of, how dare you give me the scar? So I don't know what the point of, like, did, did you, anyone catch why it's important for her to travel back to heal? Honestly, Tim, I don't think you're going to find an answer for that. I think it's just like um, okay. a mechanic that makes not like no sense, but it's just in the film for the plot. That That's what I wanted, a point I wanted I mean, to bring up I mean, it probably does well. make sense, but it doesn't seem to have <laughs> any importance. But well, how? but it, like, here's a... Like the science fit, like if you're going to use science fiction and if it's not a Star Wars thing where it's obviously like mystical. Yeah, where it's fantasy. See, to me, Star Wars is never, it's not science fiction. Star Wars is space fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is prepared as serious and like everyone's talking this jargon. But yet again, just like, like Inception, like Inception, you're like, they, you know, share dreams. And, and I love dreams. I love about lucid dreams. I know you guys do. We have (laughs) enough episodes of you guys talking about lucid dreaming. I have something to say about (laughs) this. So, so Uh I was super excited about Inception because of that reason. And in the end, they put a tube in their arms and somehow they're all now inside their dreams. Nice. Yeah. What's that? So, look uh, at, look at my so guy. like tube go. This is the same thing. Oh, reverse time. Just go through. He's, he's perfect. You're wow. a beer man. So it's like I'm losing you guys. I get it, friends. but it's also like if you. Oh, okay, so so let's let's not talk about that. I want to ask a specific question. So in this in this world, people go backwards, and it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. So <laughs> yeah, so at one point at one point there's an Audi on the highway in reverse chasing them yeah. and the music's going mental and I know it's supposed to look menacing but all I could think I know, of was I Benny know. Hill like that was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen right so the reverse car that's Benny an interesting Hill? thing that I wanted to mention you know yeah I know I mean I kind of agree honestly okay so was there any time the reverse stuff look cool and scary honestly I can't think well I don't know anything I think I understand. Like the mask stuff was scary, like the mask men running around with a little like okay, the, breathing apparatus. Mask, I guess that add a little yeah. bit to tension. Okay, but, um, but yeah, I understand the thing with the car. Um, I understand that that is <laughs> funny, but um, there was something that made me go. I mean, I get it, you know, like I get it. I, I understand what the idea is, you know. I'm holding on to the idea that it's scary, you know, because like, mm-hmm, like at one point, it, to, yeah, yeah, you want to yeah, believe. At one point, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that it's kind of scary. Boom, boom, and there, there it goes, a reverse car. Um, I mean, I, mean and, I, I have to say that I wasn't laughing like Tim was, but I was. Yeah, like, yeah, so I wasn't like, laughing. Yeah, I was. I was watching and I was thinking to myself like really at the end of the day like this is gonna sound horrible and mean but like we really are talking about just the classic <laughs> reverse mode you know when you when you know when someone discovered yeah. well we can reverse video 
and you know it's just that technique of time travel if we're really yeah. going to be like really brutal about it and so like how how can you do that to make it feel like it's scary one thing that i did think was done well was that you i didn't figure out for a while that the kenneth Branagh character was involved in all the time travel i think they did a pretty good job with that i was like hmm i was like what's going on here i was mm-hmm. like is he is like how what does he have like backwards powers that make him like more powerful i didn't know if he was yeah. like time traveling and then later it's like oh he's involved in all these timelines and who knows what um, who knows what he's the catalyst of all of this yeah. uh which i found interesting also another chris nolan bag of tricks his bag of tricks or mm-hmm. no sorry tricks from his bag <laughs> was uh that yes he it's likes to christopher nolifans christopher nolifans gultable toro christopher nolifan who else is here <laughs> christopher nolifan <laughs> yeah. ford mustang <laughs> he does something that very few filmmakers get away with and i think you guys would probably agree with me uh-huh is that somehow he gets away with taking some kind of a you know um like some kind of limitation or problem characters have to work through. Uh-huh. And he gets away with it because this tone of the movie is so serious and fast-paced and like, you know, no one has to yeah, to like yeah. deal with the details. You know, the details solve themselves. Uh, an example of that was the okay. breathing, right? The, the you have to have oxygen uh, in order to go back and be a reverse person because your lungs can't handle yeah, yeah. the reverse. <laughs> hey, listen to this. Uh, there's a, there's some yeah. weird logic, like fire yeah, is yeah. cold. I wanted to say, listen, listen, listen to this. So the reverse <laughs> that logic is strange. the breathing, right? Okay, listen, from a, from a, from a plot perspective, yeah. I think I figured out why maybe they also did that was because, number one, it looks cool, right? And number two, number two is because... It does yeah, look scary. Two yeah. is that uh, it's easier to distinguish the reverse people from the normal. People. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. Towards the end, especially when they have armies. And You'd stuff. have to have blue team and red team. They, you can and have this, yeah. this is what <laughs> mask and non mask. So they get he gets away with so many things where it's like the point. Of course, when you're watching movies, you, you don't want to get hung up on these. You don't want to be like one of those idiots who are just like you know, ah, uh, you know, the logic doesn't make sense. Like and just talk about the logic all day. That's boring. But at the same time, you do have yeah, to yeah. have a healthy like dose of like, hmm, like how do the characters, how would they, you know, function with this? And the breathing is one of those examples because I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys noticed, but it took me a while to catch on. Is that we have like entire scenes where they're like in trucks that are lined with plastic, right? Because there's oxygen being fed into oh, yeah, the yeah. actual place. <laughs> oh, and right. It's so fascinating because Christopher Nolan, like, I don't know if it's him or someone else, but they come up with this like concept that's like on paper bizarre, mm-hmm. and then it's even more bizarre on film. But he gets away with it. It's like uh, people right. are in trucks. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You have time yeah, to question it. <laughs> plastic, and they're being fed with oxygen. And I'm thinking to myself, like, conceptually wise, that is actually interesting and it's cool for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you ask yourself, like, but wouldn't it also be cool if we put a little danger, you know, with that, and a little more risk, where? My goodness, like you could have scenes where the character's running out of oxygen. You could have scenes where it's punctured and now they're in trouble. Like yes. you need to have some kind of element that makes it feel like this is this is seriously life and death. But in this movie, unfortunately, what happens is just like, <laughs> yeah, we have like millions of, you know, amounts of oxygen and we just pump it everywhere and like you, you can go around like for twelve hours and be walking around with your oxygen mask and you know, if you get punctured or something and if the thing doesn't work, just put it back on and, and you're fine. You're fine. And those kinds of things, I think, are unfortunately, uh, yeah. they make you they, they make you step out of the movie, and you're like, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things to be cool. 
Yeah, like like these high concept of science fiction. Like the one thing they kept, uh, you know, in the end of the movie, it's the real that you know our protagonist is the one who sets everything in motion, guys, because he by by the movie ends, what we know, he goes backwards and sets everything up for him to find. But here's and the kind question: of what, why why is why does he to go back and set things up? Um, is it like the whole grandfather thing? It's just like everything happens, happens. It's basically, it's essentially, it's happens, like, right. yeah, yeah. It's like, because you're in a mystery from the beginning of the movie, you don't know who's setting this up. And the twist is that it's himself. And, um, Wait, and I have one uh, question before you go on. Yeah. Or after you go on. Okay. Uh, so is this, did you guys, yeah, go, go, go on. I'll no, no, you, you, you now ask. This is, this you're is, the host. You're the host. Come on, go, go, go. So, so essentially, and at the end of the movie, um, you know, uh, our, um, what's his face? Um, Robert Pattinson is saying goodbye because he's about to go die because he has to do this thing uh, in the past. That's the end of his life. But he says, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're friends because you go back in time and, and I'm friends with your future self. Which made me think of Doctor Who and Doctor Who's wife. Do you guys remember that? Yes, I do. The doctor's wife? No. Yes, doctor's wife. Yeah, the doctor's wife. They have. They have two. Oh, you mean? You have. mean? They, they, they yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. Now. Yes, they they are friends from different times, and it's not matching, and and it's like a sad story. But like that plays with it a little bit more emotionally, and it plays a little bit more scientifically, like it, like a little bit more nerdy. You kind of the logistics of it work. Well, this was like just like an afterthought, like just like oh, you know, that's what. That's what happens. You never actually, you'd never either explain or kind of gives you that sort of, you know, nerdy itch, nor is it emotional at the end. And, you know, like, it's like, well, I don't know, whatever. Um, it's kind of so, hard yeah. to get involved, yeah. Yeah, like stuff like I'm this gonna... I like in Futurama. <laughs> like, like these half an hour, right. like these concepts are really used well as opposed to here where it's just like what Jacob says. It's kind of used as an element to drive a cool story, but... Mm, you know, you don't. Right. Yeah. I was just, so, so sorry, I wasn't, yeah, go, I wasn't talking very much because I was looking at Chris, our friend Chris's uh, filmography and I was just looking at how many movies he actually wrote on his own. Mm-hmm. And me being so like a frustrated four? writer that does not like writing. Oh, it's I'm it's all, it's all this, of them, right? And he only wrote about four movies by himself mm-hmm. all the other re- all the rest of the movies mm-hmm. he was co-writing with other people what are these particularly movies you wrote? His brother what are the movies that he wrote he, the ones that he wrote were in uh, were memento is like mm-hmm. the big one right mm-hmm. um you see following is one of those i'm pretty sure it might be just because it's his first feature film and that's kind of what you, you mean do. insomnia no, no no following oh following is one of the movies i've never that seen he, that haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's his first feature film. This would have been a good one to, if we did twofold, we could have uh, watched yeah. that. Um, they, they did that in like a, such a small budget and stuff like that. It's really like, I, I just know about it. And I know that the movie was made within the constraints of their, you know, their predicament, you know? And I think that that's what I, not even by watching the movie, I was like, you know what? That's exactly how you should do movies. If you, if you have, you don't have the budget, you have to do it this way. Anyway. Um, and the other thing that he did was, Inception, that's the first time he actually wrote something on his uh-huh. own since Memento. And then all the new ones after The Dark Knight, after Interstellar, Dunkirk and Tenet were the ones that he did by himself. Okay. okay. Everything else was co-written or not written by him. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I missed it. Did he write The Dark Knight or co-written? Co-wrote with Jonathan Nolan and David Goyer okay. helped with the story. Oh, his mm-hmm. brother, right? Yeah. Okay. So Jacob, what did you want to ask? Yes, I wanted to ask is, uh, does do any of you guys know... What the original uh, sort of 
debriefing or like mysterious debriefing from this, I believe, CIA agent at the beginning of the movie. What did they have to do with anything? That's my question. Like, oh yeah, the guy who says one word, tenant. Yeah, yes. tenant. He goes like this. Yeah, he's like Tem- merging. He's doing the, yeah. the merger. Merging. What, what did he? What did he have to do? <laughs> We're all doing it with our fingers. <laughs> what did he have to do with anything? And did you guys figure that out? That's my only question. Uh, if we go by reverse logic, he set himself that guy up. He talked to him before. Um, he talked to his past oh, self. Oh, you his mean like self, he set himself to the CIA to agent to himself to be able to like start this whole mission. Yes, yes, yes. He sets himself on a on a journey. Gotcha, gotcha. But he knows about it because he lived he lived through it already. You know, it's it's kind of like there's no by living through the past, you know what the past By is, way, guys, so then you know, know what to do, is, so you can follow you your instincts. Like this, but this is uh, this ties in our Matrix Minute, because back in the day, when we were talking about the Matrix oh. Minute, we were talking about theories of time. Uh-huh. And this movie is a great uh-huh. example. So if you guys remember, I talked to you guys about the A theory of time and the B theory of time. Do you guys remember that? Uh-huh. And the A... Th- yeah, like no. a, you can change stuff or it's all... Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> and yeah. I think this is a perfect B-theory <laughs> movie, right? Because this is just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everything yeah. has happened that has ever happened and that's it. Yes. Like, there is no flow. The flow is illu- an illusion and that's the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> Even cars going backwards <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, has already happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, so before I ask your overall thoughts about the movie, I just want to give you... So do you know where the name Tenet comes no. from? Tell us. It's obviously a palindrome. Oh, is it? Right? Tenet, Say Tenet, Tenet backwards. <gasps> yeah, uh, it's a palindrome. Um, and it's based on a, um, a Greek... I think I think it's a Greek... No, 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 it's not a Greek. I think it's a Roman um, uh, graffiti that was bur- buried in ash. It's around 70... Uh, before Christ, uh, and then it was uncovered, and it was a graffiti that had um, five five-letter words hmm. um, uh, that were all pound, that were sort of a palindrome of itself, and it goes, "Zeter Aripo Tenet Opera Rotas." Right, that's how it goes, and it's a palindrome of itself, tenet and being in the middle, where N is where it's the, the middle point. Uh-huh. And the tenet is nice. the name of the movie. Zeter is the main antagonist. Repo was the artist who copied the... Um, oh, I see. The art. Opera is mm. where the catalyst happens, right? Where he, where he figures out where he was first interaction. And Rotas is, I think, the company who does all the, like, the delivery and stuff like hmm. that. I saw that. Rotas is there. So it's basically... Fun. I think Giz was inspired. <laughs> and, and Tenet is kind of like, kind of... A palindrome of itself of time moving, you know, back and forwards. I mean, that's yeah, cool. So it's like that's a fun. We should thing. look for some. We should look for some Roman graffiti. Yeah, and, and, and make, make our own movie. about that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so talking about all these things. Um, so, how did you feel about the movie? How about you, Phil? What what, what did you leave? What um, your thoughts. All right. Well, you guys know me by now. I uh-huh. think many people who listen to this podcast know if my... If you don't know, know me, me by now, now, if you don't know me, <laughs> you will, you never, will ever, never, ever, ever know me. Ooh. No. Okay. Okay. If you don't know me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, since you, if you know me by now, I think you know that sometimes I just... Here's the thing. Overall, if you would just ask me point blank, what did I think of the mm-hmm. film? It's all right. <laughs> um, 
it was a little difficult just to get around it. Like I said, I was, me and Jacob both looked at each other in the cinema, turned at each other like an hour and a half in and just went and shrugged and we're like, let's <laughs> <laughs> keep watching. Uh, yeah, I guess because I have to keep watching. For something to be revealed. Yeah, we need. I needed something to grab onto, and it was difficult. You're like the just kid from uh, Incredibles. Like something, something amazing, amazing, I guess. I guess. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I admired the. I know you probably don't, Tim, because it's a very Nolan esque thing. So Nolan does the same thing. But I like the Nolan things. I like them. They're fun. They they seem, and I feel like their self righteous feel works for the tone that he's doing and it's a mm-hmm. it's a to me it's been inspirational but don't, don't get me wrong i think that he does he does it really well like his style i think that he's nailed it. yeah i think that he like i said we got to give him credit that he figured out his voice really nails that tone and he gets away with it and that's that's a testament to like you know producing that and executing that and succeeding yeah in that. i agree people, people I agree. watch it and you go wow you like you you get sucked in and that, that's something that's really difficult to do yeah, I, I have to agree, and I want to put points for that that's positive, and that's what I liked about it. People love that's it. That's what I liked about it, but other it. than that, other than no. that, like you guys said, you know, like, it does have, like, a simplicity that keeps getting buried behind a lot of complicated things that were difficult to keep track of. And so, like, the outcome hmm. of that, once you start figuring it out, you're like, oh, is that is that the story? You know, all right, you know. Yeah. And it does feel like... When I'm, and I want to wrap this up by saying that I'm looking at how many things that he wrote by himself. That might be a might be a detriment, you know. Like I know there's lots of people who want to write things by themselves and they want to have that autonomy, but sometimes it they work better with, uh, the with a, yeah they, they work better with uh, better they work better with other people uh, putting input and better. and smoothing out <laughs> what they're writing, you know. People have their own strengths, and yeah. I don't feel like You're I just smoothie. don't feel like I feel like Chris, <laughs> our friend Chris, doesn't have a, the. the, the yeah. I, I feel like he's better at pr- creating the thing on screen than figuring it out on his own. I don't know. Like there might friend be tum- the tunnel podcast. vision. Yeah, friend of the podcast, Chris. So I mean, Chris Jacob started it. So, there you go. so listen, I also Chris and <laughs> what I about also you? Jake? Discovered that. Christopher Nolan is in love with buildings. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed, but he loves them. He also <laughs> he likes people them. climbing on buildings. I don't it's, know if you noticed that too. In special ways. It is something, in special ways. I think that I noticed that uh, this is a reoccurring theme. Um, so People on ropes. Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> ever since Batman. People on ropes. <laughs> Maybe that's why he They're wanted like, to do Batman, because we can have people climbing on buildings. That's what Batman does half like, of yeah, the time. I, get, I think so. I think a lot of his movies have... I have buildings and people climbing on them. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Inception, them. the bending buildings. Of Inception, course. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there is <laughs> something the there bend, that we climb. Do you think that in every Christopher <laughs> Nolan, you know, Tarantino has his feet, <laughs> Nolan has his uh, buildings, giant buildings. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Like, in, like to see yeah. them explode. Remember this one? Did we see a top half of the building explode, <laughs> come back, and then the bottom explodes? So to no effect whatsoever. Buildings. Yeah, that <laughs> building that, explodes <laughs> two different times yet. <laughs> It makes nothing no happens. <laughs> so I yeah. think a similar sentence. Buildings become a plot point in in many of his movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like structures. I got you know, like think about it. I'm just thinking. All of Dark Knight is just go to different buildings. <laughs> his next movie is not going to have you, people. I'm it's just going to be buildings and suits talking while music yeah. is going <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, speaking of the music, Jacob. You know, I mean, we all kind of expected it to be Hans Zimmer, but it's not. It's Ludwig Ludwig no. Göransson. Yeah, it's Crazy. he did uh, for Black Panther, which 
But maybe, maybe, he, maybe he, I'm so oh, sad. Man. You have it's no idea how sad, sad I am. Honestly, it's really tragic and um, unexpected. Very unexpected. I did not yeah. know that. And it's it's saying that he's been battling for four years. He did most of the Black Panther movies like this, and no one knew. No I know. Knew. That that sad. to me was very very shocking. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, the the, the man I just wanted who to say Black that the, yes. mentioning uh, the 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 composer, and I wanted to say that the composer probably used the Hans Zimmer packs. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, Jacob, Jacob, I gotta ask you. There's a uh-huh. song, and it's only used towards the end. I tried to look up the soundtrack; it's not available yet on Spotify. But there's this groove, this herta. And all I could think of was that Meshuga song, the bleed, when it goes. What? And I was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking. He was maybe inspired, but I was like, I was like thinking, like, is this gonna like? you know transition and just like straight up meshuga yeah, <laughs> just <yeah>. like <laughs> like 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 doom soundtrack it was like uh, like genting the madness but it never yeah. did which Meshuggah, is okay Meshuggah's okay so i just remembered band. something that yeah i'll send you the song I just remembered uh, it's called bleach phil you 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 hear it because there's a specific rhythm that okay they do in this song that was just like totally used as probably as inspiration <laughs> okay i just remembered what i hoped the movie would have mm-hmm. been going through it because i had a lot of time to think about what it might be about because i wasn't getting anything from like all this information that was being delivered to me by the film so i was thinking maybe the movie is going to be a whole palindrome so it's going to be like the matrix where they you know go further away from the beginning and then come back to the beginning again i thought it was going to be something like that i think that would have been kind of cool in fact i guess you could make a movie like that where the you know it starts somewhere and then on the very middle of the movie they have to go back all the way and it's some kind of weird you know end is the beginning is the end i don't know there you go there's a pitch if if, if no one can do it i mean if anyone can do it yeah. no one can do it so in conclusion I'll oh that's not the right way keep it brief is yeah. that um similar remarks uh i have to be honest with you guys and just say that i felt a very strange vibe watching this movie in 2020 uh, it seemed mm-hmm. like to me that I've a lot of this sort of approach and style that Christopher Nolan is into and likes to kind of do more of. I just somehow mm-hmm. was uh, wasn't feeling uh, inspired or um, into what he was doing because I almost felt like this seems like a movie from a different time. If that makes any sense, like it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was him yeah. growing as an artist or you know challenging himself and to do something different and almost like he was just shifting the concept and saying like i can make we'll another... get an we'll get an email from chris after this <laughs> like i hate guys i listen yeah. to the podcast dumbass podcast and um <laughs> you guys don't get my <laughs> my tenant ways yeah and i think it was just like a shift of concept where it was like you know this is a cool concept like i can make a movie like that but with yeah. this concept and then i'm thinking to myself like well yeah you can make many more movies like that you can just change the concept and we can keep going in that style. So that was my impression overall. And I think that mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's like, it's badly executed. I think, well, I will say this, that of all the movies I've seen so far from Chris Nolan, I feel like this movie is the most revealing, like I said, from the bag of tricks. And it's the one that's like, it's not very like well hidden in how all that stuff was done. And uh, yeah, I just think that I, I just was more confused than anything. Why take that approach? Why keep doing that action centric style and uh why kind of choose how to do a movie like this when you could really really go at something different so 
that's kind of my closing remarks. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting thongs. Bo- thongs. <laughs> <God damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> we do have thong? interesting thongs. Yeah, uh, like the polka dots and fills are like ooh, shiny red. Where Pure black. Does my brain go. Yeah, yeah. I was imagining Christopher Nolan in nothing but a thong yeah, for some reason. That's going to be interesting. Uh, that's, that's that's truly interesting. What are your conclusions? <laughs> um, well, you as as I talked about what my relationship with Christopher Nolan movies are throughout this entire episode from the beginning and piecing those things together to me this one was the most Nolanist of his movies as in it had most of the Nolan, like the most Nolan tricks, while the least emotional backdrop. Mm-hmm. So that's why I disliked it the most from all his movies. Is yeah. it was, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it almost felt like a parody of his movie. Like somebody was trying to copy Christopher Nolan, and he just right. took everything, all the elements of whatever happened before, and just like a big old Big Mac. So. To me, it, it, it was not a great experience. There's, wouldn't, there's wouldn't obviously like some highlights, but Sharda that he'd like just got away with his approach and style with like the previous films that he's done, like Inception or Dark Knight. Yeah. Like he just got away with how like he's doing all this fast paced dialogue and 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 stuff like that. But it's like here, he I feel like he didn't get away with it. That's how I put it, maybe. Yeah. I just, I join in next time Christopher Nolan say yeah, I, I would have get away with it if it weren't for you <laughs> dumbass podcasters <laughs> if it weren't for your dumbass podcast interesting thing about yeah. uh, Christopher Making Nolan is that he does have an English accent but he's actually half American I think and his brother he's half American has and his brother has, has an American accent yeah yeah it's interesting see what I mean See what I mean? The man, the man is 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 uh, I think a fake Brit living a dream to yeah. make uh, a movie that wraps up nicely. He's probably a fan okay, of so, the U.S. So office. Of all the, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. I only watch the U.K. office. Cannot watch the stand the American office. So of all the Chris Nolan movies, movies the US I know. Office. Tim, I know <laughs> That's that. <laughs> what did you want to say, Philip? Sorry. Of all the Chris Nolan movies that you watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you like Memento the most, Jacob. Which one yes. do you like? I'm curious to know. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm actually gonna say Memento too, just because I think that like it's a it's Memento it's too. Most, I can't believe it. The, I didn't see that one. <laughs> Memento, <laughs> Mickey Memento. That's, that's a good one. Just because it's like the most uh, like like I said, tying back to what I said earlier is like the concept is really strong in Memento, and I think that yeah. he took that concept super strong and just went with it, and that's what makes it a very exciting film that makes you wonder what's happening and i guess you could say you're not distracted by the big buildings and the huge crowds Correct. and the explosions yeah. maybe the second the... best i think from him would probably be the dark knight then i think actually no maybe between inception and the dark knight one of those two i think there's like the top three, you should watch think, interstellar him maybe i think okay i would go with that uh, for a second well, Tim, to me have you have you guys seen the one that no one talks about insomnia no dude, it, wait wait, wait I maybe i have going. maybe i have let me see it's with robin actually. williams yeah insomnia. yes with robin Willi- robert I mean, williams robert. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it since then and we robin were, williams i was pretty young so i don't think maybe i would have a different perception now <laughs> all i remember no, are floating I logs. Me too. 
I just remember the cabin. I remember Robert Williams staring somewhere, and he was he was in trouble because he like murdered someone or something. I don't know. Al Pacino. I, I was. I thought it was. I thought it was a different movie where where. Uh, um, uh, we just said his name. Why am I so stupid? Uh, Robert Williams plays like this weirdo. Robin. Robin. Robert. <laughs> Robert Williams plays this weirdo in a photo development. Um, Oh yes, uh, I watched shop. that movie. It's called Oh, um, first degree photo? No, wait. Secondhand no. photo. No. Something something. Last chance on, photo. Look it up. Look it first up. day photo. Up. Second day up. photo. I'm looking it up. One I'm day photo. Up. 48 hours or something like that. No. No. It's 24 it's... hour photo. There you Where go. Where was it? 24 hour photos? That's what it's called? I think Did you so. find it? No, next day photo. Oh, I can't remember. No. What, what year was that? What year is that? Was like 2000 something, right? 1999. Look it up. Which one? Who who got it? Who got it? I'm looking at Let's it. I'm trying to find right. it. Uh, it's like early 2000s, late 90s. Early 2000s, late 90s. Okay. Oof. The final cut. That's not it. 24 hour photo. It has to be. Yeah. I had to go through all my words until I got to 24 hours. That's how I do it. Oh, I don't see Come such on. a movie. In, in, wait, okay. So it's uh, yes. Robin Next day Williams. Photo. You're probably uh, looking at Robert Williams. Photo. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> One hour photo. photo. Roberto, None talk. of you are right. One hour photo. Oh. <laughs> a 24 hour photo. <laughs> 24 I hour bet, photo. I, I'm going to bet that, Frank, you're listening to this again. You're going to write this amazing Twitter uh, string again. And then you're going to get here and you're going to be like, these guys don't know how to Can't say, how to remember this. No. <laughs> listen, Tim, about Tim, have you seen the film? The film is actually. <laughs> and he's just going to be laughing. The film is actually yeah. really interesting. Side the photo guy. Yeah. It was Neon Genesis. It, it made even Made you feel way, ways. It was, it was, it was cool. It was so, interesting. Right. Um, so have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, well, look. I haven't seen it. Too creepy. Mm. Too, too creepy for <laughs> it's me. It's actually not super creepy, but... Watch the US yeah. office. It's better. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I will. Always um, better. So, Always yeah. trumps everything. So I think I think Makes we're top good. of the hour at the right now. Don't, don't, yeah. uh, I think I think we talked about this as much as we did. Tell us what's your Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan favorite movie. Why yeah. you like Christopher Nolan. Um, what you're excited your about. three Nolan films yeah and why and, and if and if you like this movie tell us your personal experience why yeah i want to know what, because what, what made you connect because yeah. i think this, that this channel here did not connect yeah i think that we unfortunately we did we do need more. to if we do get more people actually replying more often we really need to have like an extra moment in our podcast where we yes it's the tenant the connection yeah where we <laughs> Oh, we, we do need it. We need we need to have a moment in our podcast where we talk, where we read the replies, essentially, of our noble <laughs> Jacob is summoning the demon. <laughs> so you can't see right the video now. feed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do a stream. We should do. A, we should stream one Someday. of the podcasts sometime. Yeah, though not when I'm naked, just in my underwear as I am right yeah. now. Um, yeah, yeah. Next time is the stream, right, guys? Cool. Yes. Well, we need Let's to do. We need more specials like the Matrix. How when do are we, we doing three that? Of us on Instagram. Uh, well, you guys, okay, you have to yeah. visit Phil, and then you guys are one screen, okay. and I'm the boss. <laughs> and I'm the perfect. Bo- I'm David I Brent. Am the boss. <laughs> Practical joke. Yeah. yeah so let us know. Um, let us know. <laughs> uh, I survived, guys. I drank a twelve percent Imperial Stout, and I don't think I sounded Jeez. too bad. Man, that's good. So I did it. Uh, that's, I'm that's, the only that's one really that sounded good. bad here. The only one. 
I try to crapple crap. Every time I, I drink something like that, I'm just like, <laughs> and then <laughs> when we yeah, I remember that podcast. one time you got drunk and then Jacob messaged us with his video feed and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> The thing Which is that when we started this what? podcast, yeah, it started this podast. We had like two beers to review uh, with the two movies. Thank that did goodness, not work. By gone. the second beer, that, that was bad. That I think was the like, first beer was like fine. The second beer was totally like just the the, the killing blow. <laughs> and it's and it, the one we got the second movie it was like finished. So maybe that's what killed us in the end. Let's let's yeah, let's not do that anymore. Yeah. Um, join us maybe yeah. next week, maybe special. Probably not a special this time. It's it's, uh, it's going to be a busy time. Yeah. Jake's moving. Jacob's reverse burping, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how every, every um, uh, Matrix Minute podcast ends. Now on Spotify and on iTunes and <laughs> iTunes. whatever podcast yeah. you get, check them out. You find uh, out Apple Pod- Jake's worst Apple nightmare. Apple Podcasts, you, you find out about who is uh, Morpheus and why is he a charlatan. And oh, man, I, I love this because, like, I'm listening to it and, like, I well, have to say, forget, I guys, the, the, lis- the, the secret go. sauce is the 96 script. I got to say, it is. That, that is a good secret it's sauce. It's a if gem. It's a gem. About the 96 script from the Matrix. Lots of things in there. Yeah, yeah. No, we go through it. And I just have to say, like, I can't help it. I'm listening to it, but now I'm listening to it as just a listener. You know what I mean? And it's so fun. There you go. Five out of five. Phil five out of five. I, himself. Out of five, I am entertained. So. You have no idea. Like when I, you know, I go Phil on long walks a lot. Himself, yeah, so. I, I go on long go walks to, a lot. And I... Basically, this is the tenor. Phil goes back voice. in time listens to himself because he's <laughs> seen the right. past. He knows it's good. Like, he's working it's his way to episode one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's it. Um, right, that's follow done. us on Instagram. We have two full podcasts. We'll answer. We put questions. We put posts. We talk to you people. It's great. DM I just want to yep. do more for that. Send us your tenant picks. Um, <laughs> your tenant picks. Yeah, if, you, yeah. If, you, if you met Chris, Nolan, send us. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't mention good old Chris. Just don't, no, yeah, don't tell don't him do anything. But let him do his movies. Do mention the podcast. Yes. Um, if you know. Um, uh, the, Kenneth Brad, um, Brad, Bragg, Bragg, Brew. Brenna, um, Brenna. Kenneth Brenna. I have been pronouncing his name entirely, entire episode wrong. So that's good. that's fine. <laughs> I don't um, remember. So that's it. But, but the podcast. Okay Thank you for listening. Get, tell him about the podcast <laughs> cause, because he he has yeah. great great things. He's he did Thor. Like about. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's the okay, great. I think that's it's it. Like, he did the great Thor. Way to end. He <laughs> yeah, did he Thor. did Thor. <laughs> okay. Bye, bye, Goodbye, everyone. Okay. Have a good week. Two weeks. Yeah. Enjoy two weeks. Yes. Thank Can you, you check yeah, your mic Phil, again? You sound like a robot, shit, man. And not when I'm recording, but um, it's like it's like a lot you, of weird. What did like, you do last clickers. time? It went hmm. nothing. I just oh, he's good tested now. the. You're good yep. now. I told you. It's just, okay, do the beep again. Weird. Okay, we'll just. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm signaling Jacob? to Tim, asking if if you're robotic. He's very robotic, but I'm ignoring okay. it. Okay. <sighs>
Your technology. No, wait. Your security sucks, kid. Your security sucks, kid. <laughs> your security sucks, kid. Oh, yo, he's back again. He's, he's, okay, you're back. Yeah, I just have to get out of full screen mode. Apparently, that's yeah. I think something <laughs> stuff like that happens. By the way, listen. Weird. This um, is a tangent, really quick. But um, some applications, like Google, <laughs> okay. Google, Google Meets. Uh, what I use at work when you mess around. On <laughs> Google Meets is that Google a butcher Meets shop? Where you buy your own local meats. <laughs> no, it's called Google Meets. I'm seriously mm-hmm. not like meats, like steaks, but like meats, like m e e t s dot com. <laughs> Google <laughs> Meets, <laughs> just meat. And Google it just the makes meats. the whole thing. And then order them online. And I think that. The, so maybe I, I believe you, Phil. Okay, go on. Yeah. Phil, you there? I lost you guys there for a second, but you're back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 